Hello everybody and welcome to a brand new episode of the Bloody Brilliant Podcast. I am Jamie and as always joined by Emma. Yes, I pointed the right way that time, there you go. <laughs> I always point the wrong way, I don't know why my camera does it the opposite way. Uh, for all of those viewing, I pointed the right way. For all of those listening, I pointed the right way, so it's all good. Welcome to this episode, we are going to be talking... I know Emma's really excited about this one. It's video games, in particular the horror aspects of the video game. So how did you prepare for this one, Emma? Did well, you play a lot of I, games? So I didn't because I've just not had the time. But if anyone's been following on our Instagram, I've tried to put some, you know, some regular posting on there. I haven't put a post on there for today yet because I was going to do it post-filming. But um, just put in a little bit of couple of questions you know just seeing what test the waters what other people think it's yeah. a good thing so because i saw that you've got the, the silent hill vinyl i've got the last of us one but it's still packaged and i don't want to take it out otherwise would have i would have obviously taken a picture of that but it's a beautiful like colored vinyl for the last of us the first one but yeah you're not I've getting got... a picture of that disc unless we steal it off uh, mondo's website <laughs> yeah so <laughs> i have um I have Silent Hill 1 and 2, um, both from Mondo, um, and then I've also got um, Resident Evil 1, like the original soundtrack, on its way from I don't know where. I just got I just got sad one time and I was like, purchase, because purchases make me feel happy. Purchase from Silent Hill, because it's never going to come. Literally. And, can... <laughs> and for those of you who aren't watching... Emma is also wearing a Resident Evil 3 Last Escape t-shirt. I mean, if she doesn't talk about Resident Evil on this podcast, no idea what's going on. It's even got the picture of the the uh, the stars team on the back, but it's so awkward to turn around on this little couch. I ain't even doing it for you. Yeah, I'll post a picture on the Instagram, guys. Is that like the raccoons? Is that what they're called on the side? Is, that, is it called uh, a raccoon? No, this is the Umbrella. Logo. Umbrella. Umbrella. And then... That's the stars from the Raccoon City. Yeah, I knew there's something to yeah, do yeah. with a raccoon. Yeah, <laughs> As you can City. tell, I'm not a massive Resident Evil fan, so <laughs> <laughs> I knew there was stuff to do with umbrellas and raccoons, and there you go. I mean, as everybody that has listened before, if you haven't listened before, um, we usually do these every two weeks. We'll have an episode where we analyse a film chosen by one of us. And the other two weeks would be us talking about a specific genre, a specific trope, or specific type of horror. We've already done the horror films, horror TV shows, and we are on horror gaming right now. So, I mean, let's just get into it. I mean, we'll start off generic because I'm sure as, as a young kid, unless you're Emma, you didn't really just go straight into horror video games. You probably played some video <laughs> games. So what was your first introductions to video games? Did you have all the consoles? Was it have a here's my Dreamcast, here's N64? No. So um, I didn't have anything like that. The first console I had was a PlayStation 1, and I shared it with my sister. And um, I remember we didn't have many games on it. We had Scooby-Doo and the Cyber Chase. That was, like, the first, like game we had on it i guess you could say that was like my first introduction to horror but i'd be that would be like a very sort of generic answer it's also not very scary but i, I had on a, I had a game boy advance what a game that was <laughs> uh yeah i'm trying to think i definitely had a playstation one we definitely had game boys sps you know the little square ones mm-hmm. and i used to have a game on that that was called castle weenie doubt anyone's ever heard of it but it was basically you were dressed up as two little kids one was a little witch and one was a devil and you were trying to make your way out you'd stumbled into like a castle and you were trying to make your way out on halloween but before all that because we had well uh especially i don't i don't yeah you did as well uh i had the uh the the luck of growing up in blackpool where there's loads of arcades uh my first introduction was the house of the dead games like the shoot 'em ups Mm-hmm. in the arcade i probably spent enough on those my, well my poor parents did that i could have probably bought another console or even the house of the dead game on the wii when it finally came out yeah i remember like especially around coral island you played that or like time crisis so you got to used to doing all the shooting stuff yeah. um but i said i'm i'm a little bit older than you i used to have a um <laughs> i can't remember what console it was now it, 
think it would have been a Sega Mega System, and I actually had a, it was some kind of war game. But you actually got a gun with it, like you know, you used to get all the accessories for your for your consoles. I had a little gun, and it was like this shooting game. So yeah. when I went to the arcade, I, I was used to that. I was amazing, but um, you crisis. I'm the crack shot, as they would say. Yeah, but um, yeah, I, like I said, what what was the video? What was it called in Coral Island again? House left of the dead house of, was it called house, house of, the, of dead? the dead yeah house of the dead yeah i think that's but especially like to have that in an arcade where kids can walk around and probably play it like there's no age restriction on them like they have the they have the casino age restricted 18 plus yeah there you go kids let's go let's go shoot some zombies yeah it's great it was always great as well because it would always be house of the dead 2 or 3 where was House of the Dead 1? I do not know. <laughs> I don't know the context of the games. Um, but yeah, just, you know, like you say, Coral Island. And it was always like, you'd go to Coral Island to collect the little like tickets. And it was I'd always choose the games that didn't have any little tickets associated with it. Yeah, so it'd just be, be <laughs> basically a waste of my parents' money. You know, pound here, pound there. And it all adds up, doesn't it? But, uh, but yeah, that was my first introduction into castle weedy that was go. it but i had it on the s date that is the exact <laughs> game oh my god uh, for those who aren't watching uh jamie has managed to find a picture of castle weenie oh that's brought back so many memories i think i have it still <laughs> oh my god yeah i found there was one on ps2 and one on game boy advance yeah that that the little sp square ones and there's also like a spin-off called spirits and spells oh i didn't there get that go. deep <laughs> but yeah castle weenie with a little devil and a witch there um i think it's a bit of an awkward episode for me this one because i'm not a massive horror gaming fan like if for people that know me like the only time i ever go on my console would be to play fifa or call of duty like, that's all i really play there's a few you... story games that i've played but i was gonna say you, you i thought you were an uncharted fan yeah, like I said, there's a few story games that I've played, <laughs> but any time like now I'd go on, it would be like, go to play FIFA, I'll play FIFA every year, Call of Duty most years, so I, that's all I really play. So I haven't actually finished a game in ages, I still haven't completed Last of Us 2 yet, and I'm like you a massive Last try. of Us fan. I said I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just because I said I'll try doesn't mean I actually <laughs> complete it, but I do have a Last of Us tattoo. So, there See? it is. I've completed number one. The fireflies aren't in number two, so I can still hold my tattoo up high. So, well, they kind, <laughs> kind of are in number two. But, um, but, yeah, I think the earliest memories that I have playing those type of games, there was a game on PlayStation, because, like I said, I had N64, Sega Mega System, PlayStation 1, and then PlayStation 2. And, like, you got graphic games like grand theft auto and stuff like that but again they're not horror but they are bloody and there was a game called alone in the dark i'm pretty sure that's what it's called and you're just this guy around london just like fog everywhere is that all right that's all i remember from the game no idea what the story was but you're just this guy in the dark london street with fog and that that's all i remember early Standard. early on yeah and I remember playing Resident Evil, and I, I bought the remastered one when it came out on PS3, PS4, just to see if I would like it, and I couldn't do it. Sorry. So I, I was going to say, at Resi the Resident Evil remaster, the like one that originally got made for GameCube, um, that it, it, in the actual mansion, it's the. I got. I, I ended up getting into a thing of. Um, I'm a really bad achievement hunter, and that was like the first game where I was just like, I need to get these achievements. I still haven't got them all because a lot of them are like time restricted, and I'm really not good at being time restricted or limited saves. But I think sometimes where it's hard with that game is that it was like it, some of the some of the the like um, puzzles are a bit hard, especially for like the time. Um, also, the camera angle changes are really jarring if you're not used to like that kind of sort of thing. It's, it's literally like you're walking down a corridor and you're looking at the CCTV cameras of that like corridor and it will just like instantly switch. Um, that was definitely something that I had to like get used to. Yeah. And I mean, I know what you mean when you say an achievement hunter. The first game I really wanted to platinum was The Last of Us, and there was only there's only two achievements that I need to do on the game to actually platinum it. 
Platinum it on PS3 when it first came out because obviously it got remastered onto PS4 and then Last of Us 2 came out on PS4 as well. Um, but it's the only way you can platinum it is you play it online. Right. And the online game, the online gameplay isn't the best on The Last of Us, but basically you have to complete the online story as a survivor and complete it as a firefly, as a hunter, sorry, a hunter and a survivor, something along those lines. And it's just a really long, you have to play about 50 games, each of them, to like, complete the story or something like that. So I never got around to it, but I completed the game on the hardest difficulty twice, because you have to do it on a plus game as well. And, yeah, but that online stopped me from getting my platinum. So my first platinum trophy, my only platinum trophy on PlayStation is Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> I mean, a very valid game to have it game. on. Yeah, yeah, it's a good it's a good game to get it on. Um I think um talking of like game so uh, I how I'm trying to say it. I've got something <laughs> in my head and it's not coming out. Um it's, like games consoles as I got older, um, we ended up getting a Wii. And House of the Dead was on Wii. And again, like you were saying before with like the little like accessories that make it into a gun. I was never allowed that. Because my parents had this thing about guns. So I was never allowed that. Um, but um, I did have another game. Not necessarily a horror game. But following on from our conversation about eyes and needles and things like that from the last podcast. Um, I had one and it was called Trauma Center Second Respo- Second Opinion. And it was an like you know like an anime game. So everyone was on anime. Everything was drawn anime. Um, and you were a surgeon and you had to operate on people. But there was this like infectious microbe that was getting infected into people um, called guilt. And it was like a little worm that was pointy and it would literally like rip this person's like arteries and everything. And you'd have to like stitch up after it. That terrified me so badly. But it was another game that I was like, I have to get S tier on every single surgery or I will cry because I'm not putting myself through this trauma. <laughs> And was it like a not. kid's game as well? I'm like, sure it probably wasn't like proper blood or anything, was it? Or... No, so it was It was kind of like, um, I'm trying to think of an example of it. There isn't really an example of it. It is literally like, it, you, you're like suturing wounds, like um, anti-backing it, like all that sort of stuff. Um, and then it's like, there's like a full-on story. Essentially, there's, it's like, it's about like um, bioterrorism. That's like the whole story of it. And you're like a surgeon. You're the only surgeon that can operate on guilt patients. It was, I don't know why. It just terrified me. <laughs> you know, I but think, I think that's a medical fear in me. I remember seeing this. It was always like 50p, this game. I'm pretty sure. I like, loved everywhere it. you went. I loved it. But it, it didn't get very good reviews, no. <laughs> no. I mean, like I said, it definitely looks like a proper like anime tv show doesn't it yeah like, here is your Yu-Gi-Oh game but you're all like doctors <laughs> literally yeah and you had to like train up to be a surgeon and you had like you had like the storyline of of like going all around to sort out these patients i can't remember how it ends but it was just a lot of surgery and that that terrified me as, as a as a child definitely <laughs> <laughs> it could like because again like with the Wii you have to like move it around and stuff I mean it kind of nicely goes on to VR because Wii was kind of like an early bit of of VR really except you, the only difference was that you had the goggles mm. and again I tried Resident Evil Village but it I mean I, as you know and you might talk about it later on but Resident Evil Village is first person and you're putting that VR on it just you want to throw up because you know, it's the motion sickness of moving around left and right and then the camera yeah. angles and Resident Evil and all of a sudden you've got some Bloody Mary woman coming at you. I say Bloody I, Mary, it's just a woman in a white gown, but, you know. <laughs> I th- yeah, I, I am really bad for... So so one of the games that I, I was going to very briefly touch on was um, the Evil Within franchise. Um, and if for anyone that's played Evil Within, it's just a standard sort of like shoot them up storyline driven psychological horror film but the saving and the cameras the camera moves so quickly the savings of flashing like throbbing light to like go into a different dimension i get so bad so many bad migraines i can only play like a tiny fraction at a time 
I still haven't finished the first one. Same. Because I, I just I can't. It's just it's a great game, and I really want to know how it ends. And you know what? I've never had it spoiled the ending, and I don't know how that's managed. I've managed that, but I have this first one and second one, but I can't even make it through the first one. So, listeners, please don't comment the ending to this. I mean, yeah, don't. I mean, to, I mean, if you do, like, I'm, I'm not one of those people that <laughs> cries over spoilers, but, I mean, I feel like I'm accomplished for not getting spoiled this far. And they did a second one, didn't they? So, I, I remember buying the second one, but still not completing the first one. But I was like, oh, it may, maybe I'll complete the first one now before I play the second one. I got it for, like, 10 quid. I didn't buy it full price when it came out. But, um... I remember really enjoying it, and this is one of the things that I really enjoy games, but I just can't find the time to put into a story game. Or oh, I'm one of those people. I can't just go, I'll play an hour here, save it, play half an hour here, save it. I have to sit there and play for about four or five hours and play it that way. And that's why I haven't completed Last of Us 2 yet, because I just don't have the time to sit there and play it and give it the playtime it deserves, because it is a phenomenal game, Last of Us Part 2. I just haven't finished it yet. Yeah, I absolutely get that. I think that's why it took me so long. So um i've always been interested in video games um and i've I, you know I've, I've casually played like on especially on handheld devices but until i moved jobs so only in the last like couple of like three four years have i really like been able to get the time to actually drill in hours and hours and hours into games yeah. and you know the most recent um um you know lockdowns and things like that as well that we've had um is really just like given me all that time to just sink hours days or weeks into well, some of us still after work so we didn't have the time <laughs> yeah i know i feel bad because uh, i i i had the the uh, the pleasure of being furloughed um obviously not the greatest circumstances anyway but furloughed you know at least it was you know furloughed um and ed still worked for everything so i was like staying up till like five o'clock in the morning playing video games <laughs> and then he Living was getting up for work and we were just like passing ships even though we were like in the same flat <laughs> <laughs> so you're talking just about the recent pandemic and stuff um has there been any recent horror games that you just absolutely loved i mean we all know what's coming here so go on <laughs> so i'm not actually gonna talk about straight away what you think i'm gonna talk about i don't think okay. um so in february i completed um in one weekend the uh, little nightmares 2 that was probably okay. one of the the most anticipated games of my short gaming life um because uh, I have a, a Little Nightmares tattoo on my arm. And then when the second one came out, I was really excited because obviously we get a third character in Mono, which is the little the little uh, male character to go to Six, which is a little, boy, a little girl character. And the ending threw me through a loop. And I was just like, what? But I really, really enjoyed it. And I think it was not massively overhyped. And I think that's what kind of puts me off a lot of games. So things like... Um, the Last of Us. I just am not very interested because I've seen enough playthroughs of it. I'm just like I don't think I'd really enjoy that game. Um, whereas like a lot of the games that I, I have played, like like Little Nightmares and the Resident Evils, I, I haven't seen enough gameplay. Mainly because Resident Evils are old. Like for the most part, they're they're not really they're old, until recently. Obviously, with the revives of we've had of like two, three, um, seven, and eight. I've kind of just been able to like live in ignorant bliss <laughs> until I played them. Um, but that was the one. And then obviously Resident Evil 8. But I won't go too much in depth than that one, that one yet. Hey, I'll Resident Evil. Evil. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yeah, when I say I absolutely sobbed at the end of Resident Evil 8 Village, I was inconsolable. It was, it was a, I went through a grieving process. <laughs> wow. What I about mean, you? Uh, Again, I'm trying to think of a recent... My most recent game that I really enjoyed was, like, 2015. Do you count that? Probably not. So, I mean, it, it's going to be something like The Last of Us Part 2, and I haven't even completed it. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, with, with Last of Us, I mean, this is probably going to hit two criterias here for us, but The Last of Us is, like, one of the greatest games ever made it's like top of nearly every single chart when you mm -hmm. talk about ratings and stuff and uh, just 
the dynamics between Joel and Ellie, and especially in The Last of Us Part 2 as well, with everything that happens at the beginning of that and later on as well, it's just absolutely phenomenal. And when I complete it, I'll talk about it a little bit more, but I can't give it justice because I haven't completed it yet. But going back a little bit then, I'm going to talk about the 2015 one. And this was one of my most hyped games that I really, 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 really wanted to play. It stars Rami Malek, and it stars Hayden Panettiere, and it is Until Dawn. Like, yes. what a game. That like, is a great game. Like, it's just perfect storytelling, because these are the type of games that I, I absolutely adore, where you can control everything that happens within this game. If somebody dies, don't matter. Your story will continue. You, you want to kill someone? Just kill them. You can just shoot them, can't you? Just be like, yeah, I'm just going to get caught. And the way that it is, like, it starts like a horror film, and it's like at the beginning, and everything happens there, and all of a sudden, halfway through, it just goes, oh no, we're going to go in this direction now. And it's like, what? what's just happened? What's just happened right now? It's, it's a phenomenal game. And my only mission in that game was Hayden Panettiere survives, don't care about anyone else. As long as she survives, don't care. So. Um, me and Ed and and, and she did. So. And, oh, did well, well. I'm glad she did for your run because me and Ed played until dawn, and again, Ed was very much on the same thing as you, where he was like, Hayden Petier has to, has to live. She has to live. And to be fair, she's not really in the game, not a playable character anyway in the game that whole much. So it's very limited at how, you know, how many times she can actually end up dying. Well, it got to like the pinnacle point in the storyline um and <laughs> ed didn't ed, ed kind of like moved a little bit when it was supposed to be a stay still like thing and instantly gone just gone and he was so angry <laughs> he was so angry it, it, it was it was very funny um but i i think uh, until dawn is great have you played um man of medan or little hope that followed what you mean? Uh -huh. Those right there? No, I have not. Those ones that you've already got ready. Look at him. Yeah, Mind see, reader. because it's the same company that made them. Yep. And it's something, these are, I can't remember what they're called now. Um, they're like a... Anthologies? The dark, the, the dark anthologies they're called, aren't yeah. they? The dark anthologies. And there's about three so far, I believe. You've got Two. Man of Maven, Little Man Hope. Man of Medan, Little Hope, and there isn't a third one yet. Oh, fair enough. I've probably just read the one that's coming out then. I can't remember what it was, but yeah, I mean, you've played them, I haven't, but I assume that the kind of the similar vein where you have to run, like, you've got to stay still, or you've got to, like, it's really, I can't remember what the official term for them is, where you've got to, like, press a button in action time. Um, uh, quick, it's a quick, quick time, quick time something, isn't it? Quick time. Quick time something. Quick we'll time. go with quick time event, quick time event quick time quick event a quick time event. Uh, qte uh quick time event the qtes yeah. i and again yeah. i was gonna say i am terrible at qtes terrible um so when until dawn you get given the character that you are going to play so this sort of part of the story is to do with josh or whatever carry on carry on um, in Little Hope, you can choose who in your like party plays each character. So, um, myself and Ed split the characters between ourselves. We tend to take like one male, one female character where we can each, um, depending on obviously the mix of the characters. Um, so that's nice. But I always end up getting the ones that have all the QTEs and then never goes well. <laughs> I was just going to say about that, um, it officially comes out on the 22nd of October and it is called House of Ashes, the third one. What, this year? Oh, mm -hmm. oh my god. Okay, excited. <laughs> oh 22nd oh October, god. 2021, the Dark Pictures Anthology, House of Ashes, available on Microsoft Windows, PS4, PS5, Xbox One and Xbox Series X slash S. You're welcome for the plug, guys, if you want to sponsor us. There you go. <laughs> Please. <laughs> uh, but no, like I said, the, the Butterfly Effect games, is it, is it similar in these dark anthologies as well where the Butterfly Effect happens, like something that you do earlier on in the game will affect something later on? Because I can't think there's a lot of games that so, this company have done. Yeah. 
yeah so it's it's one of those things of like you know like so and so will remember that or so and so like appreciated that um, so that kind of keeps on um there's always like a it, it's always i think it just this, the end of the story is always the same, which again is is pretty much the same as Until Dawn. Um, it just depends on who. It may change slightly on who ends up being in the end of the game. Um, but we, I, I think, one of the things as well with it is that we were necessarily brought in not by like the games themselves, but like the actors that that put their faces to these characters. I think obviously Until Dawn's got quite like notable people um, on on that roster, whereas like. Um, Little Hope has, um, I absolutely forget his name, but he um, is, he plays Troy in, uh, no wait, not Little Hope didn't, no, it had uh, Will Poulter in it, Man of Medan had um, the, uh, Troy from Veronica Mars, so that's very niche for me, um, but he was also in The Boys, I believe, um, I don't know him from anything else, but he's got one of those faces and you're like, ah yes, he's a celebrity, I know that face, um, look, and I think that's probably what made... He plays Troy in, in Veronica Mars. I forget what his character is in, in uh, Man of Medan. Oh, you talk about Sean Ashmore? Yeah, him. That one. Him. <laughs> he's in The Boys. I'm right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he is in The Boys. He's only in that one or two. But yeah, he's like in the following. And for any Let's of see. those that play on the Xbox, Quantum Break as well, like the first big proper Xbox game, isn't it? Quantum Break. <laughs> I have heard of that one actually. I did not know that was him. Well, there you go. There you go. You go but again, there you go. She's probably going to play that net. <laughs> well, there you go. I'm going to go play just for him. Um, it's. Um, I think it, it it brings in people who may not necessarily choose this genre. Again, I think we kind of spoke about this about mainstream horror and things like that in a couple of episodes ago. But um, it is definitely a nice like sort. Yeah, I think one of, of the things edgeway into and i think they're, they're nice to play as i don't know if we had a bit of delay there apologies if we did it's okay <laughs> it's kind of like um, cutting out a little bit yeah but basically yeah they're really good party games if you you know like again they come out round about halloween so they're really good for the, like little stay in nights yeah i've um i remember we talked about butterfly effect and stuff i'm not sure if you ever played it it's not horror but it's kind of what got me into the butterfly effect games is heavy rain like heavy rain is again one of the best ps3 games like i see I, I i would kind of it's not necessarily horror but it's like a psychological game isn't it it's like a it's like a true crimey kind of game isn't it mm. isn't it so yeah. i would kind of class that in this in this genre i think it, it doesn't necessarily always need to be scary as in like boo jump scare i think sometimes if you find it unsettling or unnerving um it should be classed but uh yeah no i haven't played it but i have seen a lot about it and i would play it i would play it now so i'd just be playing it for the sake of playing it <laughs> there's like a great moment in there though where you're the main character and it's kind of like saw where he gets trapped and he has to choose where he wants to rip all like all his own like fingers off or something like that and it was just like a grueling moment. I think he's like fingers stuck and he has to like decide to pull it. Like he has to chop it off or do something. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was it was beautiful. Because you're there, you're having to chop it off by like moving your controller up and down. Uh... Um, but the, the Aquantic Dream, like the ones that did that, they did Heavy Rain, Beyond Two Souls. And they also did Detroit Become Human. Like those mm -hmm. games, I played all of them. Like they're phenomenal games. Like Quantic Dream are probably one of my favourite developers, and all of those stories are similar to Until Dawn, where you can change everything as you go. Like in Detroit, become human. You can choose whether you want to be a good robot or a bad robot. Like join the revolution because you play about you play with about two or three characters in Detroit and Heavy Rain, and all of your choices like obviously weave the narrative towards the endpoint. Uh, who's going to survive, who's not going to survive, are you going to solve the mystery, what's going to happen in the end of it. And like I said, the Quantic Dream games are just absolutely phenomenal. And that's why um, I love Until Dawn as well so much when Supermassive Games did it uh, with Until Dawn and the Butterfly Effect. It's just so, so good. So I do need to play the Dark Anthologies games because they're definitely up my street, just obviously haven't had time to to actually play them unfortunately but 
until dawn like it's, it's just great and Hayden Panettiere like I said I know when you were talking about before like Hayden Panettiere like had to you accidentally killed her and you had to um do it like my main thing was like she had to survive and the good thing about it is you can play from different chapters as well so once once you've completed the game you can go back and obviously try and keep this person alive and then replay the story again through that narrative so when i completed the game i think only i think two characters died when i first played it and i wanted to obviously make sure everybody survived at the end to get that final trophy so i went back made sure the two people that died survived and then like i said they, they came back and then um we did it that way and it was just great because it gives you so many different options and there's so much great what's the word i'm looking for now replayability of it like the replayability of that game you can just keep playing it and playing it and the story is just different each time because you can have somebody die or something changes everything and like you said before i think there's a bit in until dawn where i want to say chris and ashley i'm not sure if i've got the character names right there where they're both tied up in a chair and i think it's just before the actual um before the actual game like changes itself like you got chris and ashley just looking at each other and he has to decide whether to shoot her or not and it's just like i said it just completely changes like the story so when i got to the end i made sure i replayed it so everybody survived so when you said hayden panettiere died in until dawn did you have to replay it again to make sure she survived uh so no just purely for the fact that we played it on game pass i believe um oh no not game pass no we didn't oh maybe we did have it still uh, for some reason PS we didn't we yes but yeah we for some reason we haven't played it again maybe ed was just too sad maybe he was just too sad um we also did it in like one night so we stayed up till like past one o'clock in the morning and i think we were both just so knackered we were like no yeah. i can't look at this again right now <laughs> to be fair though those games i was talking about before with the Quantic dreams i did detroit in one day like it's just one of those games again like i said earlier you just have to sit there and just play it and they're not really long games so i'd happily play them and i'll just sit there and actually play it whereas you've got other stuff like last of us is going into your 20 plus hours i mean gta is like 30 plus hours i completed it on ps3 then they release it on ps4 now they're releasing it on ps5 i'm not gonna play that story mode again no this is, like... this is the thing as well like i think games like these have the longevity to you, you can play them in one sitting but because there is these different options and people different people to survive and things like that it makes you kind of want to play it again for the most part like um, on my xbox i get the little um achievement notifications to say like you're 10 percent away from uh, um, achieving this achievement and it could literally only be for like 10 points and i'm like i need it i need it i'm so close <laughs> yeah i think you don't really get like notifications on the playstation obviously like you said you're mainly on on, on xbox mm -hmm. um i've always been playstation i do have the xbox one s but I don't really play it. Um, I got like the 1S because it was like 80 quid from games. So I was like, yeah, why not? Because I traded in my old Xbox One for it. Um, but PS5 day one because, you know, I'm a Sony boy. Always have been. So. Yeah, I'm really lucky because obviously with most me and Ed being into video games, we pretty much have most consoles. So we have PS4, PS, a PS4, Xbox, um, a Switch, a Switch Lite. Mm -hmm. And I have a, a DS somewhere, and Ed has a PSP somewhere. We have a lot. Yes, yeah. I remember I got PS Vita. The PS Vita I used to play all the time. Just Metal Gear Solid. I think Maybe that's, that's really... the one. Maybe that's the one he's got. Yeah. There was a PSP, which were like the original ones, and the PS Vita. You could like cross play with the PS4. It's got like a weird touch screen on the back as well. Ooh, because the only reason I asked is because I asked him why he had if he had one. It was because <laughs> Silent Hill. Like, their other, like, games are really hard to get, like, if they're not ported. And even the ports are, everyone's like, oh, you're not even playing the real game if you're playing, like, a port. And I'm like, do you know what? So I can get access to, so whatever. Um, but um, I, I think there's, like, one of them that's on, the, on the, the, the Vita. And Ed was like, oh, I have one of those. And I was like, do you? Does that mean I can access this game? 
we haven't tried it. We haven't seen if it turns on. But yeah. Um, I guess this is probably the best place to talk about it. Because um, it's technically in recent horror video games, but also kind of branches over into probably the next question. Um, but Dead by Daylight um, comes into both recent horror games and favourite horror games for me. Um, hey, got the picture ready and everything. Um, yeah. I love Dead by Daylight. Um, I'm not going to talk about it too much because I feel I find that Dead by Daylight is very it's a very polarizing game. Either people yeah. love it or they hate it, um, or they and it's hate. It's probably a one-hour podcast, and you know, you'd be yeah, two hours. Exactly, exactly. Um, and also, I think the thing with Dead by Daylight as well is that it it covers into other games. It, you know, it's it 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 has not only its own characters but also hosts a lot of um, iconic horror um, and uh, video games and also film like characters um, and just I just love it. I just think it's great. Um, I try not to get involved in the toxic uh, fandom, but also most of the fandom's really nice. Um, but yeah, that that was just my two pence on Dead by Daylight because it leads me into. Um, my main favourite, which is uh, Resident Evil, which we've already spoken about, but I'll 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 let you have a have a chat before I go back into yeah, Resident Evil if Resident, you'd like. But yeah, um, I'd say Dead by Daylight is one of those games that you'd be really excited for. Um, there was a game just before Dead by Daylight that did come out, which was a Kickstarter, and it was the Friday the Thirteenth the game, and I got that day one when it first came out because I was so excited for it. it I remember. Trip such a fun game and like I said you are you either for people that don't know on Friday the 13th you are either Jason and you get to unlock different characters or abilities from over the the 10 Friday the 13th films or how many ever there are um and you either the five counselors and what you have to do is like solve puzzles or do little activities to get a car generator working so you can actually escape the camp and away from from Jason and I think because of the success and the the audience for that, I think that's why Dead by Daylight came out. I think originally it was a Steam game, wasn't it? And then it was ported over to console. And they do allow cross-play between them all. Cause, yeah. Because yeah. I know I played it once, Dead by Daylight. I mean, I, I, I out-survived all of the other survivors. I mean, I did die in the end by the pig from Saw. But... I had everyone yeah. else. You blew up right in front of me. I was well. literally just about to say, I knew you brought this in to dig at me because I was like, come on, Jamie, play Dead by Daylight with me. You're like, oh, I've never played. I was like, come on, we'll play. And I was like trying to run around and do gens and be like, oh, it's the pig. Blah, 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 da, 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 and then tell you all this information. And then I came and got you off the hook, let my own self die by a reverse bear trap. And you were like, oh, some randoms just like died in front of me. And I was like, that's me. She's just let her head like get, get, get like with the, the bear trap. I was like, yeah, that's me. I died for you. I died for your sins. I was the yeah. last one standing. There you go. So easy game completed it, mate. Easy, easy. I don't it's... think I, I don't think I played a lot as the killer though. Uh, I think on Friday the thirteenth, I think I yeah. may have only been chased like once or twice. Obviously, I haven't been the killer dead by like daylight. I've only played one game. I think I think in these one versus a group of people games. I mean, obviously there's the Resident Evil version as well, which is Resident Evil Resistance, um, where you get to play as either a you know like a villain or an antagonist, um, and then you have a group of survivors in that as well. I think it's hard to be the killer, and I, I um, you know uh, I appreciate people who put the time into learning the skills of being a killer because it can it can be really hard. Um, especially when you go against four people who who may be on the same level, if not more, you know, skilled in the game than you are, because you've got four brains going against you. Um, mm. And I, I think as well, my sort of thing with with the Friday Thirteenth game is that I would like to play it. I'm just, I feel like it's very catered because it is so, it is it's so narrow in the theme with it being Friday Thirteenth. I'm not as big of a Friday Thirteenth fan. To feel like I would really appreciate some of the nuances in it, um, especially like you know, I know the effort that went into it with um, with Kane Hodder doing a lot of the like motion cap for it, um, for the Jasons and you know the the like sleeping bag kills and things like that is like his favorite kill. And it also a, a little fun fact is that when uh, apparently when 
he when Kane Hodder plays the game, he ends up playing as a counselor, not actually as Jason, because he would like to try and see if he would be able to escape Jason if he was ever in that situation, which I think is quite cute. Um, and the fact that it, it was like a you know that it was a, a Kickstarter, the the passions there behind yeah. it is just a bit sad. It's not really, it's not really looked after as much anymore. I think it's become a bit of a a lost soul in the the wake of what Dead by Daylight's kind of bringing to the genre for that kind of game. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that Friday the 13th, not so long ago, a few months ago, I think it was on PlayStation Plus, it might have been like a year ago or so. Mm. And, I mean, the only upside to maybe Friday the 13th not doing as well would be eventually you could see it merge into Dead by Daylight and Jace would then become a playable character because they've already got Freddy Krueger, like I said, they've got the pig, Amanda, obviously, from, from Saw. Michael Myers. Michael Myers from Halloween. And then, obviously, as well as all of the villains, you've also got... The protagonists, you've got Ash from Evil Dead, Robbie Stroud as well. Um, so there's all these different ones. Hopefully that means if Friday the 13th might go into Dead by Daylight. And then... Yeah, I think it's one of those ones, it's so widely requested. And obviously the, the actual like poster boy for Dead by Daylight is the character, the Trapper, who is supposed to be like a very loose establishment of their own kind of Jason. Um, you know, he has a machete, he has bear traps that he uses, and, you know, he, he wears a mask over his face that's, you know, you can choose to mix up. Um, but I think it is mainly not necessarily... The, the actual, like you're saying, the, the hype's there, people want him there. It's just legal licenses, things like that. And um, this is the thing, is like, one of the things with the, the Dead by Daylight fandom is that they're really big on, like, get this person in, get this person in. And it's just literally at any time Dead by Daylight post on any of their socials or even behavior like the creators of it. It's just literally comment after comment of get this person in, get this character in, get this killer in. Blah, blah, blah. And one of the things that always comes up is like, I think, I don't know if I spoke about this on the actual podcast, but um, but um, Babyface and Tree from um, Happy, Happy Death, Death Day. Day. I don't know where they would fit. Where, what that we already have killers and survivors that are just like them i don't see why you would want to duplicate those in um but i think a lot of the the ones like that, that people are really really like asking after these you know these big icons like um Candyman and chucky and hell you know like a pinhead from hellraiser all these like the cenobites whatever um i think people just forget it's licensing you know it's not just a this exists, so let's take it. Yeah, just like, throw them in there. Just throw yeah. them in. It'll be fine. Totally can take being sued by Universal <laughs> or whoever else. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, there's definitely there's like there's longevity in the game just purely because you could keep bringing in these characters and also creating characters. Dead by Daylight has some fantastic um, original characters, and people are gonna probably hate me for this, but um, the the sort of like the characters that I main as a killer, I don't play killer very often, um, are usually like the renowned ones that people don't like, um, but they are original ones for Dead by Daylight. So there's the Hag, um, and I also play Legion, um, which is a group of four, but you can play as like one of the individuals. Um, but I, I think that the, you know, I would prefer to see a lot more originals come out as well um, as the licensed ones, because I, I think it's nice to kind of make it its own thing rather than Dead by Daylight just being a hub for licenses you kind of need to bring that creativity in and you know these different um these different ways of like killing survivors quite aggressive not i don't mean killing killing but you know what i mean like pursuing these uh these um survivors um to sort of like keep it going but yeah i i like it i'm only recently into it and it was silent hill that got me into it because it brought out um I think it's like a year in June, like June just gone was a year since the Silent Hill chapter got put in. And then this year we got Resident Evil. So it's all good in my books. All good. Uh, oh, what a beautiful transition. So I'm just going to sit back now and you can literally just talk about Resident Evil. I love Resident Evil. I love it. Um, Like I said, I've kind of like, I think especially with like, I love Resident Evil and I love Silent Hill. I watched the films before I even played the games. So I think that that's kind of like, I already knew there were video games and I know everyone's like, well, those are the evil films are terrible. Shut up, I like them, okay? Shut up, I like the Silent Hill films as well. Both of them fight me in the car park about it because I will fight. Um, 
they just I just love them. I love the the these games, even the older ones are just so intrinsically made and there's like you know it, they're just they're, i know they're all like cuby and everything like that in the old games because that's just a platform but they're just really really pretty and you can tell that like effort goes into them granted resident evil kind of lost the way a bit in the middle i mean we had chris punching boulders in in like lava and stuff and that yeah i get that but we really kind of you know it's just it's a good in-depth story i love it my favorite Resident Evil games are Resident Evil, the the like remaster um, for the GameCube, um, but so the like the first one, and Resident Evil Revelations one. So random, but I just love I just love me some Jill Valentine. What can I say? I love her. I think she's great. And yeah, again, it's 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 the franchise has again longevity because these are characters. We don't really know much about them. We know nothing about their life outside of these incidences that they unfortunately keep getting drawn into. But you still want to sit there and have them survive. You still want to play that character. Like, yeah, there's just long. The people have really strong connections to these characters that are literally very two-dimensional. But you just want to be like, we'll get through this. We'll survive. And like I said, I cried at the end of Village. So. I obviously have that, there's like an emotional bond there. But then also it's one of those franchises that has like some characters where people just have like these like really, well, I, me, I, I say people, me, I just have some really big feelings about some characters that everybody else loves. And I'm just like, no, Chris Redfield, again, fight me in the car park. Can't stand the man. What a wet wipe. Um, who's my other one? Mia from the most recent games. Oh my God. Can't stand the woman. And everyone's like, oh, no, she's great. No, she's not. But, yeah, great games. I love them. The RE engine, all great. Very atmospheric, beautiful games. There you go. My two pence in deposited. There you go, in the till. <laughs> so, Resident Evil or Silent Hill? <laughs> so... <laughs> I've only just recently played the Silent Hill games. Silent Hill 1 and 2, the films, are my comfort films. So, I really like the Resident Evils, and I've played loads more of them. I really like Silent Hill because, again, they're very beautiful um, games. Um, I also just like aesthetically how they are, and I do end up not being as big of a zombie fan. So I do think, I think aesthetically pleasing... Silent Hill, story-wise, and like just the fact that I've played more games, Resident Evil. They're like the tide. I can't. I can't. Can't make me choose. Did you ever play PT? I didn't get the chance. I didn't get the chance. So it was it was around the time where obviously I wasn't really like having the time to play games and things like that. And then it's like pretty much gone. You can't access it anymore, which is really really sad. And um, it's. I think there's like it, what makes me laugh. <laughs> well yeah i've seen gameplay of it and i think the thing that really makes me I, I th there's like a there's something about silent hill like fat like fandom that's just they're so tired they just want a new game that's all they want and i, I don't want to put myself into that fandom because obviously like i said i'm very new um and i don't feel like i have the right when some of these people have been literally waiting since like like you know three some people have been waiting since silent hill 3 because when you get to like silent hill 4 it starts to kind of like go a bit wishy-washy and you know that the license was just ended up being a license by the end of it i mean they've just brought out skateboards silent hill skateboards and they're just like just give me a game yeah i don't know why but they do these like they do like the like um gambling machines but like silent hill themed and it's like new game coming out coin machines and it's like uh, no it's not though is it it's just gambling with silent hills on it and it's just yeah i think i think it's uh it's like also alternate endings and some of them crazy love that yeah i think with pt for people that don't know it was a random teaser that they just threw out in the in the store that you could play and you're just in an infinite loop just walking around and just shit starts going down basically and it was then turned out it was supposed to be a teaser a playable teaser which is what pt is for silent hills a brand new game yep 
and then all of a sudden, like I said, nothing came of it. Guillermo del Toro and was like behind it, like he directed it, mm-hmm. and obviously Konami. Hajima uh, as well, Hijima, who's like, Hijima, yeah. yeah. And like they created this, like Hajimo is like amazing Metal Gear Solid, obviously these Konami games are just phenomenal. Um, for me, I mean, I'm going to go away from horror. You talk about games that need to be made or new games. You need a new Splinter Cell because Splinter Cell is one of the best Ubisoft games ever. And every time Ubisoft do a do a conference, they're like, where's Splinter Cell? Where's Splinter Cell? Where we don't want another Watch Dogs. We don't want a Division <laughs> or whatever. We want Splinter Cell and it never happens. So I can see where most people are with, with Silent Hill for that. I, I agree. Um. I've already talked about it, but my favourite's The Last of Us, it has to be. Uh, when it first came out on PS3, it just took me, like, oh, it's so good. My, my, I mean, just before that, I think my favourite game was Heavy Rain. And then The Last of Us came out, and it just blew me away. Then the remaster came out on PS4, which is beautiful. And The Last of Us 2, which I won't talk about as much because I haven't completed it, but... Um, if you can see that little early statue over there, I've got my tattoo there for the fireflies. It's the gameplay. I know you said that you've watched a few walkthroughs of it, but it's it's just so good. Like it's just visually spectacular. Like some of the sets on it. I mean, the scene with the giraffe is just one of the most beautiful, like scenery in any video game ever. And this is on PS3. Like it was just phenomenal. And there's a bit in the train station quite early on in the game, and I think it's the first time you properly meet the clickers. And you've just got to sneak all the way through. The clickers, it's like one of the most awful sounds in the world, where it's like... It's just like... There you go, there's my clicker impression. There you go. Yeah, and uh, it's just amazing. Like some of the best like villains or antagonists in it. You've got, you've got runners, you've got clickers... And you've got the bloaters and jesus christ those bloaters when you're playing on the hardest difficulty and they're running after you the amount of times i had to replay some of it was just unreal but it's just such a great game like the, the storytelling in it is just amazing and it's playstation exclusive so it makes it even better <laughs> all right Sony and like i said no, no naughty dog are naughty dog has given us some of the best games ever last of us uncharted Uncharted 2, Uncharted 3, Uncharted 4. <laughs> and Crash Bandicoot. Oh, well, can't forget Crash. I think um, it's like you say about the different the different kinds of, you know, enemies that you come across. It's something, again, that's in um, Silent Hill and both Re- Resident Evil. It, it's a sign of a good game that you, you have different levels of, you know, these enemies. You end up learning how to, you know, work against each enemy and you can't always just go in there with a shotgun and it'll work on all of them i always use shotguns in in resident evil and also silent hill it's just i just have to they always just work better but they don't always do the job every time and i think that's another thing about these kinds of films it films games is that um it's a learning experience you you are gaining skills by playing these games because you're logically thinking how can i get how can i get around this um how can i you know how can i make this work um I think for the thing with like the last the last of us for you what brought you to it what what made you see it so obviously i was introduced to resident evil and silent hill through the films but what was it for last of us for you that was like yeah i'm gonna pick that game up naughty dog it, well, so it was just <laughs> not, so it's just their track record yeah i said i think when it first came out it was just the rave the rave reviews of it we just like this is like one of the best games you'll ever play naughty dog i think before then it was just really i think they may have done uncharted drake's fortune i can't remember which order they came out in but naughty dog and the reviews for that game was just amazing the trailers just looked amazing and like i said it was something again because i don't really play a lot of games it was something completely different to what i usually play and like back then like i said kind of now it's just mainly fifa and call of duty uh, that's all i really play and it was one of my first proper big story games, especially in my, shall we say, adulthood, because it was 2013, which is, which is eight years ago. So yeah, I was still in my 20s. There you go. I was leaving six form. 
<laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, what? But do you get do you get sweat on with the, with like Last of Us? Do you, do you get nervous? Do you get like does it does it scare you, or or do you think that you're kind of like desensitized to that now? One of the best things about uh, the PlayStation, I had the wireless PlayStation headset. Right. I don't know if they've got the same on on Xbox or not, but they have settings for different games. Mm. So you can put the Last of Us setting on your headset. You put it on. You can put all the sound for your headset. So I'm just there playing everything through my headset and in the dark, just playing it. And there are certain moments where you've got clickers coming at you and runners, and you just hear that sound coming around. You got that. That bit, like I said, can shit you up, especially if you're playing it like in the dark and stuff. But it's been ages since I've played a game in the dark, to be completely honest. The, the, the one thing would be Resident Evil in, like, don't get me wrong, like, jump scares in Resident Evil shit you up, especially in VR. Like, you want to get shit. You yeah. Shit play, play, VR. <laughs> play VR, Resident Evil. I mean, you might throw up as well because of the motion sickness because of the camera, but, yeah, yeah. it's like when you, when you walk into those, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre house, where you got those guys like <laughs> yeah you're t- talking about seven aren't you um the yeah. bio, biohazard one is it village no the village, no. Is, village is eight. biohazard yeah biohazard, biohazard. yeah yeah like, that's just don't play in don't play in vr so the, so like from my perspective i feel like so people are like why can you just sit there and watch horror films where people literally get like torn to pieces and it doesn't bother you and i'm like I don't know, I'm just kind of desensitised to it. The first time I played Resident Evil 2, like the reboot one, it was literally... <laughs> I played Leon first, because obviously got to play my boy. Got to play my husband. Um, I was playing Leon, and there's just literally... I, I ran past a zombie, and I was in a room, and then I, I had to pull... <laughs> I jumped, because a zombie literally, like, booted the door in, which I hadn't had in, like, a game before. It was, like, very aggressively. It wasn't just, like, open the door, let itself in. It was, like, boot the door in. It's in. And I jumped, and I went, and I, like, threw my controller in the air, but it paused at the same time. And then the screen, you could just see there was my character stood there, and, like, the zombie was just, like, like inches away from him. And I was like, oh, I'm going to get eaten. The minute I am, I'm paused that, and it's just stuff like that. And then like, they say things like, uh, "Oh yeah, like Mr. X can't get you when you're in like a safe area." For example, I remember one time I was Claire, and he was chasing me. And he chased me into a safe room, and when I say he yeeted me through the door frame, like I opened the door to leave, thinking he'd left because he'd stopped because you hear him like walking. So he'd stopped, and I didn't realize when I opened the door, and it was literally just like boom arm straight in he wasn't in the safe room his arm was and i was on the other end of it because i was just gone and i was like oh god oh my i've just died and been reborn that was terrifying oh my god (laughs) but yeah they made me jump they they made me jump they're like the only things that make me jump second play time fine first time no (laughs) yeah i think there's definitely some stuff in evil within that probably made me jump like I said, playing it for the first time, not knowing what to expect. Yeah. I, I remember there was a bit where you had to walk down a corridor and you walk in and all of a sudden some shit happens and it just re- comes in at you. You're like, Jesus fucking Christ, and they like, try to run away from it. But Is that like when you meet Laura? The, no like, idea. long-haired character, and she's like scrambling down the corridor, and I was like, yeah, I think so, yeah. It could be, yeah. But then I was like, the thing is as well, like Evil Within, is that like I'm pretty sure I've got a video of that somewhere of that clip. Probably we should put it. We should put it. We'll put it on the Insta. Put it on the Insta. (laughs) Um, But also there was like uh, Evil Within when you meet Ruvik and you know like he he come he's like kind of like shape shifts in time to like catch up with you. I didn't know what to do, so I'm not even joking. I probably died about four times because I thought I just had to push past him. And that, he just killed me off every time. Four times. I am stupid. I was like, no, Emma, run away other, other direction. You can't go this way right now. And I was like, no, persevere. <laughs> I will get through him. Yeah, literally. <laughs> so, yeah. I know there's the last question is which horror movie or franchise do you want to see as a video game? I know a lot with this, a lot of 
movie franchise have been made games. They did the Saw video game. I think they even did a second Saw game. Mm-hmm. They've done Friday the 13th, Resident Evil, Silent Hill. So it takes a lot of them out there for you. And sometimes it does the other way around. Like sometimes they'll have the video game first, like Doom, and then they'll make a mm. Doom film. So from what's left, or if you want to remake one, which horror movie or franchise do you want to see as a video game? See, this is the thing. I think I think now that technology has like grown more, I think we could, I think fr- uh Nightmare on Elm Street could get redone um, in a in a kind of like, you know, you're playing this character, you're going through these different, it's similar to like Silent Hill where it changes, you're going through like a, a what you think is a normal area, but obviously you're in like some sort of dream state um, and there's like, you know, different AI, um, AI uh, killer like coming after you, but then you can change into like the boiler room and then you have a Freddy, it's kind of probably similar to, uh, to like... Um, Mr. X in the Resident Evil games, which is just constantly hounding you until you get to the end and then you actually get into some sort of like fight with them. Um, I think because we ha- there has been games in the past and I think they kind of ended up just being like platform side scrollers and they weren't really, you know, they, there wasn't really a lot of meat to them. Um, but I think now modern day with what we've got as like a, a video game industry could do, do something really nice with, uh, with Freddy. What about you? It's my exact same answer, but I'm thinking. Oh no! It's got a little bit different now. I'm thinking maybe Freddy is the character rather than the other way around, where you actually have to go around killing people. Maybe I don't know. So, so more of a, a standalone game compared to what he currently does in Dead by Daylight. Yeah. So basically, you're Freddy Krueger, and you have to go around and. I don't know how it would work. I mean, you have like these Mario games where you have to get to the each level and collect a certain amount of like Sonic. You have to collect rings, don't you? Why not? Let's collect yeah. souls on the way. Collect dreams. Collect dreams. Collect nightmares. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think I, I, I was thinking about this the other day as well. Is that like, um, you know, Resident Evil Village has kind of brought in that in a in a roundabout way, not really, but has kind of like brought into the industry of. Um, like old school horror like people so you know like vampires and werewolves and i think you know i mean i'll use my my pillow as an example maybe 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 some sort of like werewolf game of like i think bloodborne actually might already be something similar to that there is sort of these like lovecraftian old school like villains and things like that but maybe you know something a bit i think we have a mod a modern day vampire which kind of looks just a bit like an alien disheveled we don't really have a lot of these like what we would regard as a vampire in like horror movie genres where it's a human but they can change and they have like super abilities and things like that that would be quite interesting yeah i think like i said because there's been so many nowadays and i'm thinking with a lot of hollywood movies especially they do have so many multimedia within there so it's most likely going to get a, it's most likely going to get a video game or they basically say kind of i think i'm not sure if this is the thing anymore but it used to be the movie is just a really expensive advertisement for the game <laughs> yeah i get that and that's what it that's what it used to be i mean so who knows like i said they've done most franchises horror franchises anyway as as a as a video game so nightmare on sheet I can't remember there being one. Like I said, there might have been some really early on in like a Nintendo sixty four or something. Or yeah, I was literally just about to say. I think it was the. I think it was the NES. Might have even been yeah. the SNES. Yeah, but mm. in in Nightmare on Street, Freddy's dead. He plays like a little video game bit in it, doesn't he? Where's that word? You know, I beat my high school. Okay. I haven't made it that far in in the Nightmare on Elm Streets. I'm sorry. What? I haven't made it to five. Sorry. I know, no, I've got two more to watch. Five, six, seven, you're done. Five, six, seven. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I even... thought you watched number five, so. No, so you haven't but... watched five. No, I think I've only seen the beginning of four, I think. Because I think four, does four start off with the people from the previous one, from Dream Warriors? Yeah, yeah all, I've, I've... most of them have been that one, yeah. 
yeah, then I've only seen the beginning of that one. I haven't seen all of that one. Um, I will. They're on my list. They're to be watched. I just I've not not had the chance to watch it. Also, Dream Warriors is my favourite, so I can't really. It's, it, yeah, it's a it's a fan favourite Dream Warriors. The only thing, it, obviously, it gave Patricia Arquette her start, but she's obviously not oh, in yeah. the fourth one. She got recast because she wanted. Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, that's it for horror video games. So join us next week where what we will be doing. What what are we going to be reviewing next time? <laughs> the descent. I had to think then. I was like, <laughs> I got my notes, but it's what the descent. It? So it's a, what is it? What's it? The box. Um, the the choice is mine this time. So we went for a film. Whereas uh, Jamie went for a film that he had seen that I haven't with the Happy Death Day. This time it's my turn. So uh, I chose The Descent, which was already on Jamie's need to watch list. So we will be watching the 2006, I want to say, British horror film, The Descent. And just talking about it. Having a chin wag. Having a chin wag indeed. But in the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Bloody Brilliant Podcast. We are trying to, well, I say we, I'm just trying to be a little bit more active on it now. I, I try. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, he provides content, to... but he's a busy man. Yeah. It's fine. I'm a busy man. We try and provide contact content on there and you can always like subscribe you got any messages don't agree with anything that we say you can always let us know as well and we'll block here but it's fine um but like i said you can follow us on instagram and facebook at bloody brilliant podcast you can watch all of our episodes on youtube at bloody brilliant podcast and of course we are live on spotify and apple Podcasts and these wherever you find your podcasts yes yes thank you for listening <laughs> Much appreciated, and we do we do appreciate those who continually listen as well. Uh, we do see you, and we do we do see your interactions with our posts, so we do appreciate it. Yes, so we will see you in the descent. Ooh.